Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields is one of the most discussed quarterbacks in Dynasty right now. Should you be buying or selling him this offseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. You can check out her work, Pro Football Focus, Behind the Steel Curtain, and Yahoo. Kate, on today's show, we're going to be answering all of your Twitter questions uh, that we got this morning. We got some really, really good ones. We got a few that we're actually going to save for some future episodes, so keep an eye on that. Uh, but let's start with this first one uh, about Justin Fields, because... Man, I I don't know what to do with this one. This one comes from Michael. He wants to know, simply put, are you guys buying or selling Justin Fields? That is a very loaded question. So, Marcus, I think the best place to start with this discussion is our prediction for what the Bears will do at quarterback because I think that is the very crux of it all. So there has been this kind of air of non-commitment for the bills or the the bears in terms of what they're going to do for Justin Fields. Um, obviously they have the number one overall pick. They hold all the leverage in the world. Um, so it really just depends on whether or not we believe Justin Fields is the quarterback for the bears in the future. Cause I do think if the, the bears forego the number one overall pick, they trade it away. They're going to have a number of stellar assets to mm -hmm. build further around Justin Fields. And that's going to be amazing for his dynasty value, right? And that signal of trading away that overall pick for Justin Fields, I think is, you know, obviously the, the greatest signal of all that they're going all in and that they're not going to pull the rug out from underneath him quickly here. But there's the range of outcomes where, maybe they trade him for a second round pick and, you know, obviously second round draft capital, nothing to sneeze at, but um, that could set fields on a journey to any of these quarterback needy teams, mm -hmm. uh, commanders, Broncos, giants, uh, Falcons, like there's a very wide range of outcomes. So I, I want to start Marcus, just by asking you, what is your prediction for Justin Fields in the bears situation? What do you think the bears are going to do? I think they're going to trade him. And I know they've been very vocal about wanting to keep him and that he's the franchise quarterback. But I think the closer that we get to the offseason, which the Bears are already in the offseason, but the closer we get to free agency in the draft, I think it makes more financial sense to draft a quarterback at number one, trade Justin Fields for, I mean, not a King's ransom, but a, a good haul, and then continue to rebuild your team that way. I just look at Caleb Williams from USC and, He's a better passer. He's more dynamic. Uh, I, I just feel like they're going to draft him, kind of reset this quarterback clock. And that makes me nervous if I'm a Justin Fields over because this, the moment that he gets traded, he kind of loses his value, right? Uh, loses some of his value because 
now the it's team like that the drafted, new car going off yes, the lot. You drive it off the lot, he's lost his value. Now that doesn't mean he can't be productive elsewhere, but I think the other teams are gonna have a pretty short leash as well, unless they're giving up like multiple first round picks, which you and I don't think that's going to happen. So uh let's talk about where he's being ranked and drafted right now. According to Dynasty League Football, he is being drafted right around QB 14. This was going into the month of December ahead of Jordan Love and Jared Goff below Brock Purdy and Kyler Murray. Does that feel about right to you? I think so. Um, And just to be clear, I think at that kind of valuation, I do want to buy Justin Fields. Like there are, again, a very wide range of outcomes here in, in play for Justin Fields, but the biggest thing that I keep going back to Marcus is the upside and what Justin Fields can do and in the kind of consistency that he found um, in year one with a player like DJ Moore, who I, you know, I think DJ Moore is a, on the field, a wide receiver one, but he's not necessarily a guy that I trust uh, or, or I think is going to elevate the ceiling of, of Justin Fields as a passer, as much as maybe like, a T Higgins we talked about on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think, you know, imagine a range of outcomes where Justin Fields goes to like the Washington commanders and suddenly he has Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, who like, again, lots of inconsistencies to this point, but the, the ceiling is there. Right. And mm-hmm. seeing what he did with, you know, basically DJ Moore and nothing else. Uh, you know, you have Cole Komet in there, but like seeing what he did this year just gives me a, a bit of hope. And man, Marcus, that ceiling that we've seen from Justin Fields, you know, obviously given his ability as a rusher, um, you know, if we can unlock that passing element, it's it's hard to pass up on Justin Fields. It is because the floor is just so high in any game that he starts, you know, I mean, he's going to get you 40 to 50 rushing yards and pretty good bet to score a rushing touchdown. And I think we have to his credit. I think he's improved a lot as a passer this year. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the addition of DJ Moore didn't hurt a- at all. Um, it's just how comfortable do you feel that Justin Fields is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL for the next three to four years, Kate? This might be blind optimism, but I'm I'm feeling good about it. If he can land in the right situation, I think honestly, maybe not even the right situation is the right term. I think the right head coach. Um, uh, that, I, I that's think the that, thing for me. Yeah. And the biggest issue right now, Marcus, is that uh, a lot of these teams that need a quarterback, they also need a head coach. So there are so many missing pieces here that I think will provide a lot of additional context once we have an answer who who are the commanders going with at has at head coach who are the the seahawks going with at head coach the falcons um like all of those teams very well could be in the market for a quarterback like justin fields it just depends on how this is actually going to shake out in in you know the coaching carousel etc but Based on this valuation here, quarterback 14, I think he's a pretty easy buy. Um, And I think this is a time where you might be able to capitalize on some of those giant question marks that, you know, because 
you know, once things start to settle down in the coaching tree and, and once we start to get some more rumors about intent for, um, you know, who's interested in the quarterbacks, uh, you know, that are kind of on the trade block here. Once those things start to come into play, I do think there's going to be a shift in his value either for the better or for the worse. But I think this is a really good middle ground where you might want to just roll with it and and trade to acquire Justin Fields. By the way, you mentioned the coaching cycle. Uh, a quarter of the league right now is without head coaches. And we had eight coaches get fired or moved on this year. I mean, it's, that's absolutely incredible. And we could have even more once the playoffs are over. So you're right. A lot of uncertainty out there. Once I think once we start to see where these head coaches land, who these teams hire, I think that'll give us a better idea as to what Justin Fields' future may look like in the NFL. Okay, let's talk about some receivers who – have not really produced yet in the NFL, but maybe still have some value on the trade market. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we start to get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing, right? Maybe you finally organized one part of your house or your apartment, and now you want to start to tackle another or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too and do yoga in the morning. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that will actually stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Kate, let's get to our next question. Uh, this one is from at SB18ball. He wants to know, who are some year one to year three wide receivers that haven't really produced that still might be tradable? That's a great question. So are we thinking this question is intended uh, to, to be like more of a trade targets situation, or are we trying to pawn off? I think uh, you're trying to pawn off these guys, like guys that, are, trying, that, that haven't produced, but maybe still carry value because of where they were selected in the draft. Now, this is like, again, kind of one of these things that's a little bit up in the air for me. And I'm, I've been really conflict, conflicted about this player to this point. Marvin Mims, wide receiver, rookie mm. wide receiver. Mm. 21 years old, uh, Marcus, in, uh, what was it, his second career game, posted 113 receiving yards uh, mm -hmm. and a touchdown. And my God, did he fall off the face of the earth into the pits of all hell. I like It's so hard to figure out what went wrong with Marvin Mims in his rookie season. Um, you know, very fast. Uh, you look at his, his production out of Oklahoma, um, broke out at a very early age, 19th. 
uh, 96th percentile for his breakout age, averaged 20.1 yards per reception throughout college. That's also 20 or 94th percentile. Um, everything about Marvin Mims tells me he should produce, but his utilization as a rookie, um, you know, especially given the draft capital, especially despite, you know, considering the fact that Sean Payton came out and, and handpicked Marvin Mims, I was a bit puzzled. And so I, I think I'll, I'm going to leave this to you because this is the, the first name that popped up on me. And he's a guy that I'm not sure if he's a buy or sell, but I do think he's sellable because of the draft profile, because of the prospect. I, I still think he's got a ton of value. I think he has value as well. I think people are actually probably a little bit excited based off this offseason because there's just no way that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are coming back this year. I got to believe Sutton's going to be the guy that Sean Payton prioritizes. Jerry Judy's going to leave in free agency or maybe via trade, however they decide to work that out. And it's going to be Marvin Mims stepping up into that wide receiver two role. I just wonder, like, what? <laughs> who's the quarterback for this Broncos team? And is the pie going to be big enough for Marvin Mims to be a anything more than just like a what the heck flex play? I, I don't know, Kate. And you and I both really liked Marvin Mims coming out yes. of Oklahoma. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm. My head's at with Marvin Mims. I've got way too many Marvin Mims shares, just to be clear. Um, but I do think you know, from a, a prospect perspective, he's a very easy sell. He's a very high quality prospect um, that you know. Round two pick, sixty uh, fourth overall. Again, hand picked by Sean Payton, but there's a lot of uncertainty here, and you might be able to spin that in a way that Marvin Mims comes out looking pretty favorable, and you might be able to capitalize and get some some more consistent return uh, just based on the promise of this young rookie. I mean, Quentin Johnson is the obvious answer here, but we're not going to go with him. So I've got three receivers. <laughs> And with every one, we're going to go up in trade value. Okay. okay. The first one is Jahan Dotson, who is being drafted as wide receiver 42. I mean, he had 49 catches for 518 yards this year. I mean, you, and you never once felt comfortable starting him. Maybe the new coach and the new quarterback will help things take off, but you're just going to be blocked with Terry McLaurin being the number one receiver there. So that's one. The second one, uh, we, we move up in value Jamison Williams at wide receiver 35. Ooh. Through two seasons, 25 catches for 395 yards and three touchdowns. I think the idea of Jamison Williams is just way better than the actual value of Jamison yeah. Williams. You have not been able to start him ever on a week-to-week -week basis. And now, in our Dynasty Leagues, we have Sam Laporta, number one tight end. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, top five, top six Dynasty receiver. Jameer Gibbs, top three Dynasty running back. David Montgomery, who gets work in the backfield. There's just not enough room in this roster for Jamison Williams to be a consistent dynasty asset. He he is an automatic sell for me at wide receiver 35 if somebody's willing to give you those prices. And then the last one, Kate, and this one really, really hurts um, because I was a huge fan of this player. Still am a huge fan of this player. It's Drake London. Uh, London had a fine season in 2023, 69 catches for 905 yards and two touchdowns last year, missed a little bit of time, but 800 yards and four touchdowns. Again, good numbers. Well, we're talking about somebody who was going into this year being drafted. It's like a top 12 receiver. His value has slipped down to wide receiver 22. 
you're just not getting anywhere near close to that production right now. I'm going to say out of all of these, I think this, uh, my favorite of them is going to be Jamison Williams, who it, like, again, Marcus from a, a standpoint of like the trajectory of a first round pick has not, has not met the bill, right? Like we knew coming out of college had the torn ACL, there was going to be a little bit of an acclimation period, but availability is one of the, you know, the, the most crucial aspects and, and, you know, a, I think it was a foot injury by the way, not ACL, but just, just, just to be clear. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Jamison Williams. And you know what, since then also not been super healthy, not been available to his team, whether that be due to a suspension or a, another injury. Um, and I do think this is kind of a good time to sell because we've seen over the past few weeks, um, maybe in like the second half of the season or so, uh, you know, we've seen a little bit more involvement from Jamison Williams, which I think people just needed to see seven targets in week 15, six targets in week 16. Like he was finally starting to get a little bit of volume. And I do think it's the perfect time to sell again, between the injuries, between the draft capital, like people are always yeah. going to be holding on to what could be. Um, but I, I think what we've seen so far is absolutely no reliability from Jamison Williams, both from a, a fantasy perspective, but also on the field. And that's not going to earn him a more substantial role in this offense moving forward. Maybe without Sam Laporta, we see him take on a, a greater role in this offense. But, it, you know, if, if Sam Laporta is unavailable, maybe he can take a, a advantage of that. But Marcus, I think just in general, um, that could provide a, a huge window of, of opportunity to get him off your roster. I would monitor what happens with Jamison Williams in the playoffs because if he has a big catch, like a 60-yard catch, uh, and maybe he has a big game with Sam Laporta out, I think this offseason is going to be the time to trade him because we just went through it out. Like, on a week-to-week -week basis, it's going to be really hard to trust him because yeah. it's going to be so reliant on making not one, but multiple splash plays in a game just to have some kind of value. So he of those three, he's probably the guy that I would be most interested in trading. London though does carry the most value. And if, if you're because here's what I'm concerned about London, just really quickly. My concern is if he puts up another 850 yard season with four touchdowns, his value is going to drop to the floor. Because once you do it three years in a row, like people just aren't going to believe in you. And I think a lot of people can excuse what's happened because of the quarterback play, which is fair. Like I think the quarterback play has been the reason why he struggled. But if it's three years with multiple different quarterbacks and that's why he hasn't been able to produce, um, that's where I would be concerned. Okay, we, we got to move on to a question about Trey Lance, uh, a guy that we have not talked about really at all since August, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about his current value uh, and what could be next for him next. This episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk for just a minute about prepping for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is terrifying. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than my son or my daughter getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from getting the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, with Jace Medical, we're going to be okay. 
The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOTDON to get 20% off your order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. We've got a busy rest of the week. On tomorrow's show, we'll get you ready for the wildcard weekend. We'll talk about the games on Monday. It's Dynasty content five days a week here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, so make sure you're downloading podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Kate, let's, uh, let's get to one more question here from uh, Matt, who, funny enough, has a Bronco logo as his avatar on Twitter. I wonder <laughs> if he's thinking about this. Uh, with a lot of quarterback-needed teams out there, do you see Trey Lance moving somewhere new over the offseason? Is he a buy low in Dynasty? I'm going to shut this down pretty quickly and say I do not think he is buy in Dynasty. No. This might be something that you can shed a little bit more light on, Marcus, as the resident Cowboys expert. Obviously, Trey Lance, uh, the team traded a fourth round pick to acquire Trey Lance. But the consensus, I do believe, was that the Cowboys wanted to bring him back as the backup quarterback. Obviously, the fifth year option off the table, um, which means Trey Lance, he's in his fourth NFL season. Wow, does time fly? Um, Or he's going to be heading into his fourth. Yeah, he's going to be heading into his fourth season. Um, They're probably not going to pick up that option, but it seems like the Cowboys kind of like him as their backup quarterback. And I don't necessarily know that with the amount of talent, you know, there, there are several quarterbacks coming out in this draft class that, I, I think people are going to want to uh, give a look at o- over the likes of Trey Lance. Now, I think it all probably depends on whether or not you expect Dallas to, you know, keep him in in the mix here. He's he's under contract through 2024. Um, he's not going to be playing over Dak Prescott, so I just don't see a, oh, a range take. of outcomes. Yeah, uh, he's not going to be playing over Dak. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think about how much I can spill here. Okay. Uh, so the Cowboys really do like Trey Lance. Um, but one of the one of the goals they had in mind when they traded for Trey Lance is that we're going to tear him down and then try to completely rebuild him back up. So he hasn't been, like, involved in the game plan. And, like, he hasn't been active in any game this year. He's been the third quarterback, the emergency quarterback, and it's it's been for a reason. He hasn't got it on the field once. He hasn't, he hasn't even played, like, a snap in – you know, goal line stuff because the Cowboys are basically taking this year to really work on his mechanics and his footwork because they feel like he lost a lot of it in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Shanahan is fantastic at a lot of things. That's not necessarily one of them. Mike McCarthy is actually really good when it comes to helping quarterbacks develop uh, and become more consistent passers. So they're looking at Lance as a long-term project, not a, short-term rental who we're going to flip for a third round pick because they, they gave up a fourth round pick to get them. They're not going to trade him for a third round pick like that to them. Yes, you're gaining value, but it's not worth the time and the effort that they're putting in here. They are developing Trey Lance to be the long-term backup with the idea of maybe three years from now, he could take over from Dak Prescott. Um, 
So no, I I would be shocked if he got moved this offseason. I don't think he has any dynasty value because even if Dak were to get hurt, let's say Dak gets hurt, you know, week three of 2024, it's going to be Cooper Rush that comes in the games, at least for the yeah. early part. Um, so no, I, I, I don't think Trey Lance should be rostered in your leagues right now. And here's the thing, Marcus, the last season, the last time that Trey Lance threw for more than a hundred pass attempts in a single season was 2019, 2019. We're in the year 2024. Like this is a guy that, you know, generally speaking, coming out of North Dakota state, like bit of a project in general. Um, now you come in, he's had a lot of time in the league, but like you said, you know, I think there was a, a little bit of a breakdown uh, along the way, but literally in his entire collegiate and professional career, he's had 420 pass attempts. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I do not see a, a, era in which we've had, you know, some really quality backup quarterback play this year where, you know, if, if there's a team that wants to roll the dice, I, I just don't, I don't think it's going to be Trey Lance. I, nope. I think I, I, maybe that's, it's not going to um, happen. I'm just, he's not getting traded this year. The Cowboys view him as a long-term asset for their team to their developing, but they're not eager to play right now. So no, I, you can you can safely move on. You don't have to worry about trading for Trey Lance. It's, it's not going to happen. It's Leave like him on your waivers. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen of the day. Go check out our show on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there, Lockdown Dynasty Football. Go follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.